Welcome to the talk show for talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome, Toastmasters, would-be Toastmasters listeners and friends, to episode two of this week's talk show for talkers here on irishtalkers.com. I'm delighted this week to bring you a speech made by Craig Valentine. Craig Valentine was the 1999 world champion of public speaking, and he's turned himself into a really good public speaking trainer, coach, and general information source. Well worthwhile looking up his website if you have the opportunity, and even better to sign up for his 50 public speaking tips, which if you sign up for it, you get one email every week for 50 weeks. So it's a whole year, and they're really, really good. So let's listen to this speech, and we'll come back afterwards and maybe have a few comments to make about it. I know it sounds strange, but first of all, I want to thank you for my name tag. <laughs> it might not mean much to you, but when I was in Vancouver, I don't know how big they thought I was, <laughs> but they gave me a name tag that hung down here. <laughs> now, I don't care how confident of an individual you thought you were. You're going to be somewhat self-conscious if all weekend long people come up to you and say, Hey, Craig, how you doing? <laughs> but you hear the accolades, all these accolades, all these... You know, with all these accolades, people still don't like me. <laughs> you know why they don't like me? Because I joined Toastmasters in March of 1998. Got my CTM in March of 1999 and won the world championship in August of 1999 in my very first try. Now you clap, but can you feel the haters in the room? You don't even know what it feels like to lose a contest. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. See, I lost the humorous speech contest at the club level. <laughs> Thank you, Edie, for laughing at my misery. And I'll never forget a seasoned Toastmaster named Alan Mish came up to me afterwards. He said, Craig, you can win the world championship of public speaking. I said, what are you talking about? I just lost a humorous speech contest at the club level. He said, that's okay. The only thing wrong with your humorous speech was that it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, have you ever given a speech you wish you could take back? <laughs> that will happen much less often after the end of this program today. But who even wants to be the world champion anyway? I saw the... You do? Oh, a lot of hands went up. <laughs> I saw a lot of people up here, a lot of contestants. Let me just warn you, being the world champion is a blessing and a curse. Imagine this, I'm in the Chicago airport two days after I won the world championship. If you had been walking towards me, you would have seen my wife on one side and me holding this big, gigantic crystal trophy just walking through the Chicago airport. <laughs> And all eyes were on me. People are looking at me like, who is that? Is that, is that Denzel Washington? 
Claire Underwood? Flavor Flav? how I knew my life would change because this petite lady runs up to me and she starts reading the trophy. 1999 world champion of public speaking. Hmm. Say some things. I have no idea how I responded. But I know one thing. Everywhere I go in the world now, it's always Craig, say some things. I went to the Bahamas recently. I attended a church service. They said, would you like to say some things? <laughs> Wherever I go. So you know what? I had to learn not to get ready to speak, but to stay ready to speak. <laughs> and by the end of this program, you'll know how to stay ready to speak rather than have, so that you can take advantage of every speaking opportunity anytime you can. Okay? Sal, so, so, when I was in prison, visiting, visiting, <laughs> clarify that. An inmate came up after my presentation. He said, Craig, getting out of here in a few months, man. I'm, I'm feeling good about life and I'm, I'm back on the right track. But you know there's a quote by Will Rogers who says you might be on the right track, but if you just stand there, what's going to happen? So I left that day thinking, well, I'm glad he's back on the right track, but maybe I'm standing still as a speaker. Have you ever wondered that? Yes, dear. <laughs> I'm learning too, bro. <laughs> so, so I decided to call up this lady who's supposed to be one of the best public speaking coaches in the country. And I said, listen, I need a coach. And I need to be coached by you. She was British. She said, are you sure? I said, yes, I did my research. I know you're the one I want to coach me. She said, do you know how much I charge? I said, it doesn't matter. She said, great. That's a wonderful attitude. That's fantastic. That will be $4,000 per day. I said, I'm pretty happy with the skills that I have. But you know, so often in life, we look at the price of doing something and we don't look at the cost of not. So I decided to do it. I went out there and I got coached out by her and just 20 miles off of the Las Vegas Strip in the Suncoast Casino, I'll never forget it, room 437, overlooking these beautiful, majestic mountains, this wonderful plush green golf course, I spent two full days trapped in a room with the best public speaking coach in the United States. Her name is Ms. Patricia Fripp. FRIPP.com, go there, get something, tell her I sent you, she is the absolute best. But here's what I came to realize. Even though I was the world champion, what got me here won't get me there. I was nowhere near where I needed to be as a speaker. So as Marshall Goldsmith has later coined, what got you here won't get you there. It always takes new tools, new strategies, new techniques, and new ways. And in the next 40 minutes, you're going to pick up strategies to keep your audiences on the edge of their seats. If you look at your handout, you'll see your first pick up strategies on how you can breathe life into a speech and make your audience come alive. Then you'll pick up tools on how you can bring the audience to you and keep them engaged at all times and hopefully awake. And third, you'll pick up tools on how you can build a message that sticks so that people will rehire you time and time again. Well, I hope you got something out of that speech. I certainly did. 
I've heard this, actually, this speech many times and the stories he tells many times, but it doesn't matter. Every time I hear them, I take something away. Now, there are a couple of things that I picked up, Paul, on this. Obviously, one needs to see the initial thing, the name tag gag. The name tag, of course, was hanging around the top of his legs. <laughs> That's what made that funny. And obviously, there was quite a lot of visual joke within that because Craig has a very mobile face, let's say. Let's put it that way. And he's quite amusing to watch. But there are a couple of things that I picked up on. He asked a question of the audience and he actually had the audience give him the answer. Now, we don't tend to do that in Toastmasters. I guess the online format doesn't help that at all, which is a shame because it would be great if it did. But certainly when we go back to giving speeches face to face, we can use that technique. We can actually go into the audience and try to get the audience to respond to us. And he was also reacting to the comments that he got back from the audience. And that deepened his connection with the audience, in my mind. He also had uh, a promise to the audience of what they were going to get out of his Toastmasters seminar or Toastmasters conference. So those are the things that I particularly picked up on. There was one foundational phrase that he repeated in two different ways. What got me here won't get me there. That's a good example of a foundational phrase. It has a bit of rhythm and it is less than 10 words. Paul, your thoughts. Listeners, you've just heard a speech which will help take you to a different level as a speaker. You've just heard a man say, you're going to be self-confident, you know, you know why, you clap. If you listen back to the beginning of his speech, you will notice how many times he talks directly to the audience by beginning each single sentence with the word you. He then shifts into a period of the speech, and I counted it, in which there's a fairly even distribution between the use of the word you and the use of the word I. And then he goes back into a whole series of your, rule, your, you'll pick, a whole series of views again. So take that with you out of this speech. Begin your next speech with a whole lot of views, no I at all. Then mix the two together and then come back to a series of views and you are going to win best speaker in your club, best speaker in your area, your division and your district. I guarantee you, no, sorry, you are guaranteed to achieve that. Thank you. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Paul. Make your speeches you focused. That's actually one of Craig Valentine's mantras. Make your speech you focused, you being the audience, and you will be so much better. Hardly any postmaster I've ever heard does that at a club meeting. Hardly any. And it's not included in big enough capital letters in any of the Toastmasters educational material in my memory. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So bear that in mind, Toastmasters. You've just been given the clue to winning your club competitions every time.
let's call this episode to a close and we'll see you again tomorrow where we will be looking at an aspect of contest but this time it's going to be how you can build a judging team we look forward to seeing you tomorrow bye for now Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.